You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O, RJ Ochoa. He is your 75, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, back from a week getting lots of sunshine, sun rays, and good times. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up? I'm doing great. It's great to be back with you. Uh, it was nice to get away, and I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was, uh, it was, I, I, I missed you terribly, but uh, not really, but uh, no, I had a great time. Uh, you know, people don't know, I just celebrated my 25 year anniversary to my beautiful bride. And uh, so it was a tremendous, tremendous time, man. Congratulations to you guys. It looked like Thank a great you. time. Yeah. Um, looked like a lot of fun. Looked like, uh, you know, you you had you had a good time. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, you know, you go on vacation and have a good time. You know, I, I never understand how people are like, what, what would you do in celebrants? Like you went there to do that. That was the whole purpose. So mission accomplished. Well, I apologize because I think some people you get a little inundated with the posting pictures, but hell yeah. with it. Uh, you know, you, when you're somewhere, it's like, uh, you got to share the, share the, the, the experience. And, uh, you know, I, I think here's the thing. When we went to Cabo, that's where we, that's where we got married. That's kind of where the, uh, where everything all began. Uh, the scene of the, my wife said crime. I don't know if it was crime, but, uh, Anyway, it's just kind of a metaphor. Uh, this, but anyways, uh, this time of the year in Cabo, it's one of the things that I was posted was so majestic. It was the wells. Uh, we, I've never seen that many wells. Like February has been notorious to go there and you see the wells, but that is just a beautiful place. And uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I tell people just you have to get over it because uh, I'm going to post, and uh, you're going to have to just uh, either endure it or uh, unfollow me, I guess. <laughs> Um, you said scene of the crime. Um, I actually tweeted this out last week. I kind of was inspired by your, uh, your vacation. Uh, so the, it's been heavily discussed, certainly, especially after the Super Bowl. the, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford were in Cabo together last week when the trade went down and they, they, you know, they swear it was, they, they both happened to be there by coincidence, ended up, you know, the trade materializing, they, they broke bread and, you know, obviously a year later went on to win the Super Bowl. So the Rams go to Cabo and everything's awesome. They win the Super Bowl. Cowboys go to Cabo. You know, Tony Romo, Jason Witten, all hell breaks, breaks loose. Zeke Gully goes to Cabo, comes back, gets a big-time contract that ruins the team. Uh, so Cabo is a, a very special place uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, including yourself. Well, I was on teams that won Super Bowls. So I, it, it was kind of a – it was kind of a good experience for me. And then, as I mentioned, 25 years being married to the same person – uh, you'll you'll understand that someday, but uh, you know the, when you think that there's not going to be any drama in the off season, lo and behold, we find out last week. Here we go with uh, Rich Dalrymple and all that. So it's just going to be another another uh, amazing off season for us, man. And there's going to be something you know that's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, 
you know, before that, and um, and we had a podcast that, that covered that, you know, in depth and, and specifically. But but before that, Mike McCarthy again, while you were out in the sun, gallivanting, splashing around, Mike McCarthy. I'm not gonna admit I was kind of I was off the grid. I was a little unplugged, <laughs> so you'll have to get to fill me in, partner. Well, you know, it's been a week. I mean, again, just talking about the football of it all. Mike McCarthy went on Rich Eisen's show and basically fired shots at Jerry Jones because Jerry had fired shots at him. And so there is this sense of dread, um, I guess, is, is maybe the the best way I could put it, um, which, which sort of yeah, like nobody, nobody. I don't think any Cowboys fan has any faith in anything. I, I think if, if you asked any Cowboys fan, you went to anywhere in the world, you found any Dallas Cowboys fan, you said, what do you have 100 percent faith in? What would you put all of your life savings behind? As far as the Dallas Cowboys are associated, I think the only thing that anybody could answer you confidently would be Micah Parsons. That's it. He's the only thing that everybody is willing to fully buy in and fully believe in. But there, people have, have seen their faith certainly suffer when it comes to Dak and Zeke and Amari and CD and McCarthy and, you know, maybe Quinn, you know, Dan Quinn has some, some faith, but at some point, you know, he's going to leave, you know, that that's, you know, it's not really apples to apples. And so the central thesis of our episode today, Tony is, do you trust the Cowboys? How much do you trust the Cowboys? Maybe the answer is not at all, um, because I don't think that they've really earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to trust. I mean, Stephen Jones is out here on the radio, you know, talking about how, you know, he's talking about his precious salary cap and how they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And it seems like they're going to move on from Amari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence, maybe even both. I mean, it's really, really, really hard to trust them to make the right decision, is it not? And I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing to watch in the offseason, what they're going to do with guys. Either they're going to sign guys or just can't afford to, to keep them around. And they're going to have to cut you know, part ways with a lot of those big time players. And so I think that'll probably be something we talk about a lot in the offseason. Last year before, you know, the year before, um, uh, you know, this last season, we talked about what was that going to be like? Cause he comes off the, you know, the, the horrific injury. And so that's kind of the storyline going into uh, the, you know, the 2021 season. Um, but now I think that, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard because there's so much people talk so much. And I think that it's just, I'm fascinated. I am so fascinated how the Cowboys can be so irrelevant in postseason play, get beat by the 49ers. And yet, you turn on all the national pro programs and I'm like, they're talking about the Cowboys. I'm like, you love them or hate them. They make news. And it's so a, it's a superpower that is very special to them. Uh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the go-to the let's get some ratings and we'll, we'll see what's going on today. But if there's something going on with Cowboys, this uh, we'll make it news. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that, man, there's so many, I think there's a lot of question marks. You got Zeke, you got, you know, what, what are you going to do with your wide receivers? You got an offensive line that you have to figure out, you know, what they're going to do with the offensive line. I mean, so I think maybe RJ, I don't know. You, I want, I'd be interested to see how you feel about this. This may be a, a season with so many question marks going into, you know, the, the upcoming season than we had for in, in a long time, because there are a lot of different integral parts of this team that, they have to address and make a lot of hard decisions. You know, I, I know that at, at some point this offseason, I will let the moment get to me and I'll, I'll get optimistic a little bit again. But I, I think there's a very clear ceiling. There's a very clear limit on how excited I or you or any Cowboys fan can get just because like this, this wound hurt really deep. 
You know, it, it cut really deep. And I, I like people are not you know, like we, we've said this a thousand times. They, they could be undefeated in November and nobody would really be buying in. People would be like, yeah, awesome. Great job. But what are you going to do in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we don't trust you to really do much. And so this this feels so volatile to me. And and it just and, and like you have the Sean Payton thing that kind of is a thing, but isn't a thing lurking. And so it, it this season feels so dead on arrival. It reminds me of, um, you know, when I was younger, uh, not that I'm super old or anything, but when I was younger, I, um, I had a job at a retail store. And I don't know, have you ever worked retail before, Tony? I'm sure you have at any point. No, I don't think I have. I, I, so, I'd be horrible at that. It's not fun. But so no. every year you have to do inventory, right? And like for anyone who's never done this, I'm sure a lot of people have, you literally have to scan Every single thing, every single thing in the store has to be scanned. And so it's a mess. Um, I've actually done it two different places. The first place I did that was when I was in high school and I worked at Office Depot and um, and and they like the company hired some like inventory company to come do it. Like we didn't have to do it Mm -hmm. ourselves. I did do it myself at a different place. But anyway, so this this group comes in and all their job is is to scan every single thing in the store. And your job is to clean it up. And so they're just like pulling every single thing off the shelves. And you're just like, dude, this sucks. Like, I'm going to have to clean this up. Like, this is <laughs> terrible. And so I remember, you know, I went through that experience first. And so I went through inventory again later at a different job. And I remember talking to my dad before the second one. And he told me, and he was like, son, you just have to go into this day and you just have to accept it's going to suck. You just have to tell yourself, like, it's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible, whatever. And if you do that, if you establish your expectations, it won't be as bad. It won't be as frustrating. And it wasn't. I mean, it sucked. But but because I knew, you know what, when I woke up that day, this day is going to blow. It did. I mean, like that, that day. But I was not let down. You know what I'm saying? And that is the same feeling I have about this season. I, it just feels so volatile. It, it feels like there's tension. It, it feels like like, you know, when you're embarrassed and your face is flush and, and red and hot, it just feels like that all of the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have any trust in anybody to do this right. Well, let me ask you this. I'd be interested to see what, you know, the, the you know, the Cowboy Nation, how they feel their pulse on this, I mean, including yourself and a lot of other people out there. Should you get over it? I mean, should you just move on? I mean, how do you, because that's the problem that, that this kind of the, kind of the state of the, of the Cowboys today is that there's so many things that have happened in the past. And I thought it was great. I, I don't know. I think it was them that they're talking about, you know, the, he was he was tall. I think it was like an SI saw something. Oh, well, he ripped them. They all oh, yeah. Yeah, living in, they're, they're, they're living in the shadows. They're living. It's 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 like you're living in your. It's when you're when you're your kids. You you know you're you're successful in business or an yeah, athlete and your or, kids are just they, they kids have are having to live in born, your shadow. Born on third right, base, right? And they're, and they're like they, they don't want to live in your shadows. And I'm thinking that was a, you know, I thought about that. I said he's pretty accurate with that because that's the way it is and. I hate to say that, uh, old or new or whatever, that's the way it's been. So I think that that's the problem here. It's like, when are you going to ask yourself, can we just move on and not worry about that? But the problem is it's happened so many times. It's kind of like when you're unfaithful to someone and you do it again and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to get over it. And maybe this is not the best analogy, but you give them some trust and they do it again and you'll never trust them. And I think that's the point where the fans are, and to your point, you still kind of harbor that because they, they, they betrayed you. You felt like you've been betrayed of what they did against the 49ers. And 
all the rhetoric and stuff that's being said in the offseason, you know, Jerry says one thing, you know, Mike McCarthy, he doesn't really have a job security. And, and I, I don't know that whole dynamic, but l- let's face it, the dynamic with that whole organization and the coaching connection has not been conventional, RJ. So are, are we surprised about it? I know no. that's a lot. That's a mouthful there. But my point, my point is like, okay, fans, are you going to try to get to the point where, look, I got to move on. I can't think about what happened when I was you know, in, in 18th Stadium against the 49ers when I felt like someone ripped my heart out when they're throwing bottles at, you know, the referees and, you know, the water bottles and all that. Um, I mean, I don't, it just seems like that scab gets ripped off too many times. You know, um, I think the better analogy is the the family, like inheritance, the family business, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ha- I know you're a big Ozark. My parents have gotten into Ozark, by the way. So, oh, you know, that's fantastic. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple of other good shows I need to recommend. But yeah. Well, yeah. so have you seen Succession <laughs> on, on HBO? Uh, I've got into it, but now I haven't. I haven't followed through with it. I hear that's supposed to be really good too. So I just started it. So for any listener, I'm still on season one, still catching <laughs> up. I'm trusting all of you listeners that you're not going to spoil anything for me by telling you this. But, um, but the general vibe, for at least from what I'm six episodes in is it's a massive company that's run by, you know, the the father of these three children. And then, you know, there's there's the son who's kind of trying to up and come and, and it's in his battling, you know, loving his father, but living in his shadow. And his father's kind of incompetent at this point or whatever. And that's not the perfect analogy for this. But that's like in this case, you guys built this company, right? Like and I've told you this before, if I was y'all, I would be embarrassed. I mean, like you you joke about how your Super Bowl ring kind of dates you. I love that Emmett dragged them. I love that he said, you're not superstars. You're, you're, you know, it's more than just like calling them out. I loved that. I love that, you know, it's a little bit, you know, kind of apples to apples in that. Okay, you know, current Cowboys, you had your chance. You had an opportunity to write your own page in this Cowboys 49ers rivalry. You could have been part of this. You, you could have, you know, had this common thread, this common, you know, line, common denominator with all the Cowboys that came before you and you choked, you failed. You're the frauds. Back when the old and that's what every Cowboys fan who's, I don't know, 60 or younger is saying is like, you know, my Cowboys, they kicked yeah. the 49ers ass. They would have never gotten exposed by the 49ers like that. But these these aren't my Cowboys. And that's what it is. And so, like, I do think I, I think that the Cowboys themselves and I don't mean to say this to throw this dude under the bus, but the analogy does fit. They have become what Jalen Smith was. Jalen Smith was just all about the brand, all about being a cowboy, the lifestyle of being a cowboy. And that has perpetuated itself into the entire team. There is no real hard work that takes place. And that's why they lose. That's why they get exposed. And that is not just the players. That's the coaching staff. That's Jerry. And and I mean, you know, that's the one dude I've never seen really Emmett call out. And I get that. I mean, it's difficult, you know, whatever, but you know, Jerry sat here, Tony, and said, I'm I'm so pissed. I would do anything. I would, you know, make any change possible. I'll blah, 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 blah. Didn't change a thing. They, like, they just run. How, how can you just run it back and expect it to be different because you want it to? You know, like that just. I, 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 yeah. I, and I talked to Troy about this and I, I think he's just said it. And, you know, maybe because of what he does as a broadcaster and he's got to be he's got to be very objective. Sure. Um, but you never hear. One of the triplets, you know, I, I love Michael. Michael's a big, he's got a lot of passion for his Cowboys and I get it. And that's kind of his, that's kind of his, his brand and his bravado with that and everything. And people love it or hate it. And, and then, you know, got him and he, they never really called Jerry out. But my point is, is that whose fault is it? I think, I feel like the last four, you know, we're going on our fourth season 
going off. We've been doing this for three. You and I have been working here. And I feel like we talk about the same damn thing every offseason. And it's like, just like you said, well, you know, the players are like Jalen Smith living off the brand and everything else. Well, whose fault is that? I mean, it's, you know, it, it's the owners. It's, it's the, well, it's not the owners. It's the general managers. In this case, he happens to be. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm, but it's almost like you can't blame Jerry because it's so easy for him to, to put things out there and to build this huge, huge brand that regardless of what happens, it's still going to be news. People are, this, people are going to watch the Cowboys and haven't won in, 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 in two and a half decades. Anything is symbolic as far as even sniffing it. And yet it's still out there. And so I think that's the thing now where the players, they latch on to that. And it's almost like they're caught up in the moment and they kind of lose sense of what actually they need to do. And like the Cincinnati's, when you talk about Cincinnati, mm-hmm. a team that is hungry, they don't, they don't have an owner like that. Is it Paul Brown? I mean, Paul Brown, I mean, he's it's Mike, in Mike, Brown. <laughs> Mike Brown, not Paul yeah. Brown, but his son, he's a grand, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, it's a family business, right? Right. And they don't have the issues. Now Cincinnati, they haven't, they haven't been a Super Bowl since 1988. So the Cowboys got a little bit to, to pound their chest about it. It hasn't been quite that long. The point is they don't have that, RJ. So there's not this resentment. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I just don't think, man, I, I don't see it changing because it's just, uh, it's repetitious every year. It's repetitious. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The word is escaping my mind. Maybe it's on the tip of yours. What is it called when... Um, when somebody like it's something somebody claims when they commit a crime and they they um, they claim that you know their lifestyle is so like large and luxurious they're not aware of consequences. You know what I'm talking about um, it's not influenza. That's that's the word. It's a, a narcissist. No, um, I'll have to think about. It. I'm gonna Google it right a now. Sociopath. No, <laughs> no. I'm thinking of something. It's it's a it's a like a legal clinical term. Uh, but I'll look it up right now. But I mean that's that's the thing, man. I mean like. You know, like Cincinnati doesn't have a, they're, they're the only cold weather, I mean, kind of cold weather, but you know, it's, you know, it is pretty cold in Cincinnati, but they're the only cold weather team to not have an indoor practice facility. And so like, on the one hand, I applaud Jerry and admire Jerry for like how much he loves his team. Like he clearly, it, there's, there's no, there's no answer of no, you know what I'm saying? That there's no limit to what he will provide, the resources he will bring in et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is the priority for those things. You've been to the star a billion times. How, I mean, like how many, how many non-football things happen at the star? A thousand, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a palace of entertainment and, you know, luxury that also happens to house a football team. 
You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's the issue is you can't be both of these things at the same time in the same place. You can't be, you know, this media conglomerate, you know, entertainment conglomerate and have a successful football product on the field. And if you don't believe that there's over a quarter century of data to prove that that is the case, you know, this isn't like a new thing, you know, this, like you said, that there's one common denominator and and that's that's why i don't think anyone can trust this team is because that's not changing so so why would you believe not you specifically but why would you believe that it's going to be different well and, and it's and i was thinking about you know the star and the stadium and everything and so if you go to new york city what are some of the tourist attractions you want to go see while you're in new york city i mean there's a couple of things let's say the empire state building or the statue of liberty or just go down into the financial area down soho there's a place you want to go and visit Maybe, you know, not to put that, you know, it'd be more sensitive, but the 9-11 world. But the point is, is like when you come to Dallas, you think of the Dallas Cowboys, where do you want to go? You want to go like you want to go to Jerry's or you think about going to the, the, the stadium you've seen or not even the star. You go out there and you've been there. It's like, what is this? Place? It's like it's like uh, it's like Netherland. It's it's just an amazing. And, and I'm not exaggerating because no. everything is. Everything is built off the star, which is to me, I, I guess on the, on the, on the flip side of that, I got so much respect for Jerry Jones. Cause right. I can't, I don't, I can't, I can't think like that. I, I, I've never had that in, in admire his business savvy, but the point of when your team has got the win and that is, I think sometimes maybe it seems a little secondary. I, I don't know. And maybe it's because his players are not backing him up and I don't know this culture, but Again, here we are talking about the same thing, the reason why they haven't gotten there, and then do you trust them? And I think a lot of people that answer that question, no, fool me once, fool me twice. I mean, you're, you're just not, you're not, you're not convinced that they're going to be any different than they were last year. The word I was thinking of, by the way, is affluenza. I knew it wasn't influenza. Um, okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. like it's, it's like when, when somebody who's wealthy – claims that their their vision of life is it was distorted by their wealth and their status and so they don't you know they don't view the world through it, again it typically takes place i'm not a lawyer you know but like it's it's something somebody claims in in a in a, in a trial it's not, you know, it's, not, it's not like realistic they don't the reality of it it's right it's like somebody that. saying like again an extremely wealthy person saying you know well i you know i didn't know that i couldn't do that because my whole life i've lived a life of luxury and everything's been available to me and so I'm not used to, you know, the, the those norm. things applying to me. Right. Which, like, you know, I, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I'm not used yeah. to this applying to me, which is why I the didn't rules apply to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a it's a you know, it's a thing to claim again. Mm -hmm. um, and so like the word is stuck on, on my, the tip of my brain. That's kind of what this is like, you know, all these dudes. You know, they're so used to like everybody's a superstar. Everybody's famous. Everybody's got NFTs. Everybody's got a brand. Everybody's got a logo. Everybody's, you know, whatever. And, and, and there's no real, you know, it's like I remember when um, when I interviewed Darren Woodson, he told a story about how his office overlooks the practice facility at the start. How many offices overlook the practice facility at the start? Like a hundred. Right. I mean, because of the way it's designed. And so like you you truly and I'm not saying that, you know, that if the Cowboys reverted to you know, dumbbells in a dirty gym, they'd win Super Bowls. But you, you truly cannot like work in the shadows. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you do is has to be magnified because of the culture that is created there. And, and that's, you know, that seeps in. Everybody starts to buy in and we all bought in. We're all guilty. We all lavish them with praise. 
you know, and, and rightfully so in some instances this past season, but then they failed. And, and so then they fail. And what happens is over the offseason, time heals our wounds and we come back and we, we gas them up again. We say, all right, guys, you're going to do it again. We're all sitting here. You know, everybody's cheering Jerry's name in Oxnard. And then the same thing happens. Same cycle over and over again. That's why I do think people are a little bit more scarred than usual and unwilling to do that. I, I mean, like, I, I don't mean to make a mountain out of this. But at the Senior Bowl, there were only two reporters there to talk to Jerry. Two reporters to talk to Jerry Jones. I mean, that's just, you know, it is a sign. If you want to look into things, if you want to read a little bit too much into them, a sign of some things changing just a little bit. Well, Jerry, all he needs to do is talk to 105.3 FM and uh, here locally in Dallas. And if he wants to make news, and just catch on to that. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think that I think I just find it interesting when you look at you look at Dallas and you look at where they're at and to your point, the question like, you know, people a little bit more, uh, is more affected by what happened, the letdown, everything else. Everybody's going to fall for them again, RJ. It's not going to change. The draft comes up in free agency. Everybody's good. That's what we're going to do. It's going to, it's going to start up again. A free agency, and then we'll talk about that, and then get into you know the combine. I don't know what's the, the whole deal with that, but anyway, the I think they being, uh, they came to terms. By the way, they they the NFL backed down on the bubble, so everything seems copacetic. There. Okay, so then yeah, so so anyway, business as usual. Uh, so, but then we're going to get into the draft, and everybody's going to give it. Okay, well, who the Cowboys going to draft, and we're going to get excited about that. And then during and right before training camp, it's going to be the same thing, and so that's not a bad thing. I think that, that, you know, what's your expectations now? Do you want to just be a little bit more, uh, you know, I, I would say a little bit more humbled and a little bit um, not as the expectation factor be there? Uh, or are you just going to go in and think, okay, let's just kind of play it? That's not going to happen because that's not the way this franchise is ran. This is not the way Law Dog runs around here. You know that. I'll sit there looking at you if you can't see if I, you're shaking your head. But look, dude, it, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. You think that Jerry Jones is going to change that whole uh, you know, thinking and, and the, the buzz for this franchise every year because they are the Cowboys and they're going to change. Now, the thing about it is like, yeah, a lot of people will be maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit more, a little bit have more trepidation as far as how they're going to you know, look, view the Cowboys. Are they going to wait to the eighth game of the season? Uh, but no, I don't think it's going to change. I think everyone is, it's going to be the Cowboys as usual as we get, you know, farther and farther along as they get closer to the, the you know, 20, the 2022 season. By the way, uh, you mentioned 2022 today. Lots of people talking about this. Today is February 22nd. Two. Um, so you got 2 22. It happens to be on a Tuesday. Um, so how do you feel about that? We, you should go buy a lottery ticket or what? what um, my favorite number isn't two or anything. Like I don't, I don't have any real like attachment to. The I do like the do so. I like the. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, but like my favorite, like my favorite number is four. I like eight, obviously. Um, you know, like what besides seventy five? Like what? What you know? What number do you like? Uh, I, I think my favorite number is uh, a seven. Seven. Yeah. Well, I said seventy five, but how about eleven? I'll go double digit. Eleven's good, but uh, I'm not really. I, I'm not really super. I don't look into the cards like that and play it <laughs> like that. And but yeah, I heard that th- this morning. Two, two, two. Yeah. Um. So last last thing is, you know, Jerry 
again, deserves to be, he's look, the guy, the guy's resume speaks for itself last quarter century, but uh, deserves to be criticized. But so does Steven. Steven so, sort of skates by because everybody bags on Jerry. And Steven is kind of the real, you know, like you talk about the, and I, I don't want to speak to the qualifications of Steven Jones, but Steven Jones, obviously, you know, is, is literally in the family business. None of the players are in the family business. Steven is. And so you can make an argument that there is maybe somebody more qualified, right? Somebody who's risen through the ranks of, of this profession. Um, and, and Tom Ryle wrote a great article last week at the site that, you know, I like I knew this, but reading it kind of crystallized it in my mind. Stephen loves to talk about his precious salary cap and he loves to say this and he loves that. And he really seems to believe that he's this master negotiator. You mentioned this actually is our fifth season, Tony. You're forgetting one. Uh, well, 2022 will be the fifth year, but coming up wow. on the four year anniversary is, is really the point. That's uh, what I meant. Yeah. Right. Four, yeah. Um, but so in that time, in, in those four years, Stephen has stared down the barrel when it came to contract negotiations with Demarcus Lawrence after placing the franchise tag on him, Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott after placing the franchise tag on him. He lost all three of those. All three of those players got paid big money. And in the case of, of Tank and Dak, they both got paid extra money by being on the tag for one year. Zeke literally held out. He literally blinked before all three of them. He is 0-3 when it comes to big-time, big-money deals um, because he does not have the ability to project and predict the future. Nobody can predict it, but, you know, you can project it and you can, you know, you can do your job when it comes to this thing. And so he's sitting here this time of year, this particular year, this 2022 offseason, and he's saying, well, you know, we don't have that much salary cap space. Like we're going to we're going to have to cut some dudes. And it's you know, we've got this quarterback now on the books for for all this money. You know what, Stephen, if you had done your job properly two years ago and you had gotten if you had been able to project the future and not waited till the 11th hour on deck, not even the 11th, they waited to the 12th hour, the final hour. If you had gotten your job done earlier, he would not be on the books for this much money. He would be on the books for a much lower cap if you were able to project the future. And so that's where, like, you know, he's he's complaining about this problem that he created, you know, and, and that's why, you know, so you can't trust Jerry, you know, yeah, respect. He's going to build a playground for the team, and that's awesome. But you can't trust Steven. I mean, so it it sucks. <laughs> that's just it, it sucks. That's where we're at. I, I think that both those guys, Jerry and, and Steven, wanted to find those three major players, the triplets of the, you know, the 21st century. You know, Dak and, you know, uh, I guess CD or, you know, Dez at one time. And then you got. And you they lost got, to Dez too. That's another great yeah, point. I and mean. in, 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 in Zeke. And look, and I think that's the thing that maybe they need to get out of the, the 90s and more into what football is in the 21st century. It's not all about trying to get three guys and create the triplets because that'll never probably be duplicated. Mm -hmm. And so to your point about spending all this money, I think that was a hard decision. And look, Dak, he bet on himself and he and ended he up won. getting paid. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's the, the issue. I, I think everyone's going to, is going to bitch about, you know, the salary cap and paying guys, but I think they learned their lesson about that. And, and look, I think that all the decisions that they've made, They've gotten some deep, they've got some pretty good players, but to your point about them, the players like fall in this trap about really don't have to, you know, I'm a cowboy. I got 2 million followers. I'm, you know, I'm wearing this, I'm wearing that. I'm posting this on Instagram and all this. I forgot. I, I got to go out and play. And whose fault is that? I mean, the players 
the accountability. And when you sit there and Woods in his office overlooks the practice field, I'm thinking, man, that dude probably just come wants to jump out of his window when he's out there watching that stuff. I'm just saying, but I think it's a combination. I, I don't know. I think it's so the it's so elusive what they've been have not been able to do, RJ, and be able to win and grind in these games where it really, really counts, where really they need to have some stones and like, okay, we need to do this. And to me, it's been dumbfounding to find that they haven't been able to find that. And every, people ask me all the time, dude, I, I, like, what do you think? What, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. I wish I knew. <laughs> I'd be a rich man. Um, I, mean, I, wish I, I wish I had a dollar. What do you think? Well, you know, it, it, I find myself saying the same thing, man. I mean, I repeat myself. I mean, like you, you said the 21st century uh, a minute ago when you were talking about like, you know, this this century, the 21st century is almost yeah. a quarter over. Think about oh, that. I know. Like, I, like, know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I just, you know, the, the last thing I'll say is and I've, I've said this a few times already this offseason because it's true. The, the most frustrating thing I think that can happen in life when someone disappoints you is when they disappoint you in the most predictable way, mm-hmm. right? Like when, when you, when you know something, like you said a, a little, you know, we kind of started like when you, you trust someone not to do mm-hmm. some like one specific thing. And mm-hmm. then they do that one specific thing. That's, that's a, that's a special type of disappointment. And so like, that's who they are. They, all they are, Tony is they, they live up to the meme. You know what I mean? Like they, they live up to the joke and, and that's what's like, it's not just that they're, they're losing and they're not winning and they can't get it done, whatever. It's that they are like, like this off season, there's chaos, there's dysfunction, there's Jerry and McCarthy, there's all this crap going on. And it's like, this is who everyone thinks you are. This, this is who everyone roasts you and drags you and makes fun of you for being. And so it's not, it, it's not just bad enough that you are bad. It's that you're bad enough and you're being the joke that everyone believes you to be. That is, I think, what is like the the tasty part of the annoyingness. Yeah, I think it really it resonates in, in the former players and just everyone around the organization because it, nothing's changed. And I think you're kind of the the butt end of all the jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, like I told you so, uh, I told you the Cowboys it's saying that's the way they are and not really doing anything about it, anything about it. And yeah, it's great to be great in the regular season, but dude, man, you got to be able to do it whenever it's time to go in the postseason. That's when you're, when you're, you're measured and that's when you're judged. And, and I always say it's a judgmental business. And if you're not out there and you're not doing the things that you need to do to move on, then nothing's going to change. And I think that that's, you know, that goes, that can apply to a lot of different things in life, brother. Uh, as we leave, um, you mentioned Troy a little while ago. I mentioned uh, one of my favorite numbers is eight. You had uh, eight. How, how was it? Delicious. Really? Very, very hopsy. I, I was very uh, – I came home. I got my uh, – it's really good. I, and, and, look, I'm a beer drinker. Uh, I'm a professor, but uh, <laughs> beer drinker. I like my beer, and I'm not just saying that because I'm, it, it, is, it, it is good. If you like light beer, it's got a nice little log, you know, the – the taste to it. Um, but yeah, he's did a nice job with it. And I, I think everyone should go out there and kind of support number eight. And would you, yeah. uh, would you shotgun it? Like, is it, you know, does it work for, is, is it that, you know, that, was, that malleable? Uh, I'm kind of thinking, I'm thinking if I'm with my, I'm saying, you know, my, my, my son, he's 21, but I, I, I don't know if I would shotgun it. 
Okay. I've been known to shotgun a lot of beers, but I don't think it's shotgunnable. If that makes sense. It's, yeah, that's uh, why I asked. I mean, you know, it's the, yeah, it's not. It's not like you're freaking. You know, I love Miller Lite and I love all the you know those type of brands, but no, it's kind of more of a sipping beer. I, I think the alcohol content is quiet. I have to check on it, but it's kind of to me, it's almost like a craft beer. You know, you go different. You get craft beer, IPA, or something like that. But okay, yeah, you'll like it, buddy. It's it's uh, it's good beer. Right on. Uh, cool stuff. Well, uh, Tony, uh, again, happy anniversary. Glad to have you back um, in, in the fall. Um, and everybody, sorry we depressed you for the last 30 minutes. But, you know, that's that's life of the Cowboys. The good news is we'll be back next week to do it all over again. So uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us. And then be more optimistic. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find yeah. the right balance. Um, <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. This was the 750. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.